Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind-blowing neuroscience of pain, and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real, long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me, and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you, and living your fearless and fulfilling life. So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no-fluff, natural, science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started. If you are struggling to stay active because of chronic pain, this is going to be a good one for you to listen to today, because today I'm going to be sharing 10 keys to staying active when you have chronic pain. And I honestly think that this is one of the number one biggest problems that people with chronic pain struggle with. It's that you're not able to do the things you enjoy. You're not able to do the day-to-day things that most people take for granted and not being able to exercise and work out to stay healthy um, and not being able to move or prevent the extra weight gain or lose some extra body weight and not being able to function at work. I'd say that struggling to stay active is one of the biggest things that comes as a result of having stubborn pain. And so today my aim is to share with you some keys that you need to stay active, right? Now, here's the thing. This is a problem. I think that is handed down to us generationally, like how your parents view pain is actually handed down to you. I mean, you mean you might have had some parents who taught you to suck it up. Don't complain. Pain is weakness and emotions are weaknesses, right? And the strength and toughness is valued. And so many of us are taught that strength involves not showing any signs of pain, not showing any emotion, not showing that you're hurting because that would mean that you're invincible, that you're, that you're human, that you're weak. Right. And so in so many families, it's the norm to push all that stuff down, bury it away, never acknowledge it, never talk about it and just hide the pain, hide the weakness. And I don't know, maybe there's this belief that if you ignore it, that you stuff it down, it'll just go away on its own. Right. So we're kind of taught this and we're encouraged to put on this mask, so to speak, and hide how you're feeling, hide how that you're struggling and hide that every day waking up is a struggle and waking up and keeping on going is so hard and just pushing yourself through is a struggle, forcing yourself to get things done every single day. And we hide that. And when you do that, at least you appear to be strong, but when you get home at the end of the day, all that hard exterior shell starts to unravel and your body just gives up. The covering it up and pushing through it is exhausting and draining. You budget your energy all day long, the mental and physical energy towards pushing yourself. So no one sees that you're struggling. And then at the end of the day, there's nothing left for you. There's nothing left for your family. There's no energy left because all your energy has been spent elsewhere. And this is the thing too. I've actually had clients tell me that 
they found that they were proud of themselves for the amount that uh, of activity that they could do or get things that they could get done while experiencing insane amounts of pain, right? Doing that, it can make you feel stronger. It can make you feel proud of yourself, right? And so ladies, I get this. I totally do. I get it. I get why you'd feel proud of getting shit done while, while in exceeding amounts of pain and doing it without anyone knowing that you're actually hurting. And so I'd be proud of that too. And also I think that this sense of pride comes from this cultural norm that we're all taught, right? Culturally as women, we've been trained that we need to balance our busy lives, have remarkable careers, raise the kids, look lean and fit and happy and balance the budget to make ends meet financially. We need to be able to go to college and keep our houses looking like Pinterest, uh, clean and tidy and Instagram worthy, right? The laundry always has to be done. The home cooked meals always need to be on the table. The dishes are always done and put away right? And you should still have time to work out and do your hair and your makeup and get dressed a certain way and look the part, right? So we as women are culturally now expected to do it all and be it all for everyone without really batting an eye, without any help. We're expected to balance everything, solve everyone else's problems. And who cares about solving your own problems? We're not supposed to even have problems, right? So what's worse is if you're not that and you can't do it all and be it all, you're somehow a failure, right? Like these ideals are so ingrained in our minds that we beat ourselves up when we can't keep it all going. When we can't keep it all together, what does the self-talk look like, right? It sounds like I'm a failure. I can't seem to do anything right. I'm a disappointment. That's the self-talk that we tell ourselves. And this self-talk is brought on by these unrealistic messages that we get from our parents and from our culture that tells us who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to act and how we're supposed to look. And now it's hard enough to do it all and be it all for any busy woman in today's society. But then now you're still being upheld to the same standard, except now you're supposed to do that with exceeding amounts of pain. And it breaks my heart to think about this self-talk that goes on in the minds of those women with chronic pain who are struggling every day to get by. So if that's you, if you're somebody who's beating yourself up for not being strong enough or not being able to do it all, or hardly being able to sort of keep it together, or who's struggling to stay active, I want you to know that you're not a failure. You're not a disappointment. You're not broken. Those thoughts can make you feel crazy, but you're not crazy. It's just that you've been trying to force yourself to follow the cultural rules that you've been taught. And I don't want you to believe those lies. If you have chronic pain, what I want you to realize is that there's really two different sets of rules here. There's two different games here. There's the game of life. And then there's the game of life with chronic pain. And the rules of these two games are not the same. And if you try to play the game of life with chronic pain while following the rules that were taught from childhood that are pounded into our heads, right? Fake it till you make it. No pain, no gain. Pain is weakness leaving the body, right? If you play by those rules when you have chronic pain, you're never going to succeed. You'll only fall further and further behind. And it's going to continue to feel like you're moving one step forward and then two steps back, despite the fact that you're really working your ass off. So if you're that busy woman struggling to get shit done, struggling to keep it all together and stay active, chronic pain has a completely different set of rules. 
chronic pain doesn't fit into the cultural mold that we're taught. The rules that we're taught don't apply here and in fact can make things worse. Chronic pain doesn't play by the same rules that you were taught growing up. So, and I, I specialized in chronic pain and I myself had to unlearn what I previously learned and what I thought I knew about pain. And so I had to learn these rules so that I could teach them to my clients and my patients. And this isn't something intuitive because it's almost entirely goes against what we've been taught traditionally. But the truth is that you need an entirely new set of skills to thrive in this world with chronic pain. It will require you to learn new skills, gain new knowledge, and gain a new perspective that completely smashes your previously held ideals and perfectionism. Okay, so today I'm going to be sharing with you 10 keys to staying active when you have chronic pain, because when you don't know the rules of chronic pain, you're only going to make it worse and make it harder for yourself. Okay, so first and foremost, number one, you need to ditch the all or nothing mindset, the black and white way of thinking. You have to ditch it. You have to gain an understanding that not fitting into that cultural definition of perfect does not make you a failure. This is the number one thing that my clients have to learn to get used to when they start my program, because traditionally we're taught that there's a right and wrong way to do things, right? Like there's a right and wrong way to run a household. There's a right and wrong way to raise kids. Like there's a right and wrong way to exercise. Okay. So we actually need to redefine what you were taught is right and wrong, especially when it comes to movement activity and exercise. We need to give you a new set of boundaries to operate within. And as long as you stay within those boundaries, you're good to go. But you first have got to ditch this all or nothing mindset, right? Like I can't tell you how many times I've had the conversation where a client tells me she just wants to be able to take her dogs for a walk every day, but she just can't tolerate walking for 30 minutes at a time. So her dog is just getting fat and restless. But we have to redefine the all or nothing way of thinking. So what if she can tolerate walking for two minutes, five minutes, or even eight minutes? If she can do that, then that's where she needs to start, right? Just because you can't walk for 15, 20, or 30 minutes doesn't mean you shouldn't walk at all. You've got to find that sweet spot and start there. And so that brings me right into key number two. The second thing is you need to practice pacing right? So pacing is something that a lot of people struggle with at first, um, with understanding it, because it seems like something very hard to implement and it can be, can be very hard to implement. And it's, it's not always easy, but practicing pacing is the key to getting yourself more active while not having a negative impact on your nervous system and therefore on your pain levels. So gradually over time, when pacing is done correctly, it helps to improve your activity tolerance. It reduces uh, nervous system sensitivity. It reduces the strength of your pain pathways, and it helps to reduce and improve your quality of life. So you've got to learn how to practice pacing and start this practice of pushing to it and not through it. Okay. The third key to staying active is it's going to be much easier to practice pacing. If you start to modify your activities to make them easier for you. Okay. This is part of the pacing process. You've got to set yourself up to be uh, able to get things done so that you can get more done with less effort. So there are ways that you can modify your activities or your exercises or your movements, right? Like finding a new way to modify it, to make it easier for you 
or you can also modify your schedule to make it easier for you to practice pacing. So for example, you may want to do some meal prep in the mornings when you have the energy so that you don't have to spend hours and hours in the evening standing in the kitchen at night when you're cooking dinner. Okay. The fourth key to staying active is to move in smaller chunks. So this kind of, again, ties back into the first idea that you've got to get rid of the all or nothing mindset. So for example, we can think that we need to go for a 30 minute walk every day. And, you know, if we can't do that, then we just shouldn't do it at all. We kind of tell ourselves that narrative, right? Like if I can't walk for 30 minutes then I just won't do it at all. Or if I can't squat because I have knee pain when I squat, I just skip going to the gym altogether, even though that there's lots of other exercises I might be able to do at the gym. And then we, we try to force ourselves to sit or stand or walk for long periods of time. And you, you can actually start to perform movements or activities just in smaller trunks to break it up while you build up your tolerance for the activity. For example, if you can only walk for two minutes at a time, then start walking for two minutes at a time as frequently as you can without causing the pain to increase. This ties really well into the next key to staying active, and that is to take more frequent breaks. So many people I talk to, I know already do this. They take lots of breaks and have lots of rest, and that's great, but Breaks don't always have to look like sitting or laying down on the couch or in your bed. You can take breaks that involve brief periods of sitting or breaks from sitting that involve like shifting your weight or standing or doing a few calf raises. Breaks could look like taking a moment to do just a quick two minute breathing drill. You'd be surprised at the power of these short, brief rest breaks that really break up the larger activity into smaller chunks. And so also remember that not all rest breaks are created equal. Okay. Uh, number, what number am I on? Number six, progress yourself based on your body's response to activity, not on a set progression schedule. Now it's pretty well known that if you want to increase your activity level, your strength, your endurance, and all that, you've got to gradually increase your activity level, but Oftentimes I've seen it where you're, you're kind of taught to progress yourself on a set schedule, right? Like increase your walking distance or duration or in speed by 10% a week, as if you're training for a marathon or something like that's the kind of training schedule that marathon runners will use, uh, adding 10% per week. And we don't want to do that. So yes, you do want to gradually progress your activity level, but instead of progressing on a set schedule, that's only going to eventually burn you out when you've reached a point where you can't really tolerate it anymore. So you just end up burning out and giving up. Instead of doing that, you want to progress based on your body's response to the activity. So you actually want to pay attention to how you feel during and after you do any kind of activity or exercise and then progress if, and only if your body is ready for more, you need to listen to how your body feels with each activity level and progress when your body is comfortable with more instead of forcing it. All right. Number seven, key number seven to staying active is that you may have to ask for help, or you may need to explain that you may need more time to finish a task. Okay. Ladies, I know this is hard because you want to be it all and do it all. And sometimes it's much easier just to 
suck it up, just get it done because you'll do it better than anyone else can anyway. Right. You all know exactly what I'm talking about. Why would you want to stop doing the dishes, even though, you know, you've reached your limit when you could just push through and finish the last few dishes and clean up the sink and it'd just be done. Right. It's so hard to force yourself to stop when your body says no more and ask someone for a help. Or it's so hard to let a family member know that you intend to get back to it, that you'll finish the job a little bit later, but you need a break right now. And you just got to come back to it later. So yes, that's hard to do, but guess what? Chronic pain is going to force you to stop hiding the pain and hiding how you feel. It will require you. It'll force you to communicate your needs. You need to communicate that your body has unique needs and you need to live and act in a different way as part of your recovery process. So you need to learn to communicate what your limits are with your friends or your family and the people you work with. You need to be able to communicate how you need to modify things and how others can help you. I know this is uncomfortable for many of you because for so long, you've just learned to handle it all alone which is if, if that's you, I, I honestly, I feel sorry for you because that must be so incredibly isolating and alienating. That must make you feel so alone. And yes, it is uncomfortable to vocalize that you've been hurting when you've trained yourself to hide it and not talk about it for so long. What I want you to realize, hopefully is that sharing this information and communicating what your body needs and what your body really, what you need is not complaining or seeking pity or sympathy. This is not complaining. This is you taking a proactive approach to your care. And it's eventually, it's actually inviting the ones that you love and the ones who love you and who want you to exceed. It's inviting them into this journey with you. And it helps them to feel like they can be a part of your healing journey. They can feel like they're helping you rather than enabling you to do nothing at all or living in a complete ignorance to your daily suffering and your daily struggles. This kind of communication does take courage and vulnerability. So it won't be easy, but it is incredibly healing to be able to communicate your needs in this way. Because just like you didn't know the rules of chronic pain, you didn't know them yourself. You had to learn them. Your friends, your family, and the people that you work with, they don't have a clue either. And you can't really hold that against them. So some of you listening may be holding on to some anger because of that. Some of you listening may be holding on to some resentment for some people in your life who don't get it and, and don't understand your condition or what you're going through. So I know that's hard. I know this is hard, but you can't hold it against them that they don't get it that they don't, they don't know how you feel and they don't know how to help you, right? Like they do want to help you. They want to help, but they don't get it. And they don't know how, and they won't get it unless you teach them or you show them and you communicate with them in a clear and loving way. Okay. Now let's see, where are we? Number eight. Okay. So I'm, I'm sure you already know this, but in order to stay active, you actually do need to get a good night's sleep. Now, I know that this is a double-edged sword because you need sleep to stay active, but you can't sleep because you're in pain. And I get this. And at the same time, I've had lots of conversations with folks with chronic pain. And when we've taken a really deep and honest look at their sleep habits, I usually find that there is some room for improvement. 
because sleep is impacted by pain. Many people develop these unhealthy coping strategies and bad habits around their sleep. So there's usually some room for improvement if you're willing to try making a few changes and sticking to them for more than just a week at a time. So sleep is very important, especially when you're trying to retrain your nervous system. So number nine, key number nine, if you're struggling to stay active with chronic pain, it's actually very beneficial for you to deepen your understanding of the physiology of pain through the lens of neuroscience because you can't fully begin to heal if you don't really know why you hurt. Okay. And I can't stress this enough. Like you have to understand why you hurt before you can heal. I've seen this time and time again. So many of you are frustrated by the lack of a diagnosis, by the lack of an explanation from your doctors who can't seem to explain why you've had so much pain for so long. And so you keep this looking, you keep looking for answers. And until you understand that nervous system part of the problem that you're experiencing, you'll continue to keep searching for an explanation. So knowing this piece, understanding the role your nervous system plays in the pain experience is incredibly validating and is actually what I've seen to be one of the most important elements, if not the most important element to feeling better and getting more active with less pain. And that really brings me into my, the, the last, but not least key number 10 to staying active. And that is to incorporate drills that resensitize the nervous system into your daily life. This is a critical piece that allows you to retrain your nervous system from the bottom up by addressing the sensitivity of the peripheral nervous system and from the top down by decreasing the sensitivity in the central nervous system of the brain and spinal cord. So that you can actually be doing something proactively to change your pain experience. These are some simple drills that you can practice just minutes a day to be doing something that's super proactive for your pain and actively be modifying the activity in your nervous system without having to do anything woo woo or weird or uncomfortable or anything that's really outside of your comfort zone. So today I've just shared with you 10 keys to staying active with chronic pain. And these things sound simple. Like, like I make it sound simple and easy by just rattling them off quickly at you today. But of course, this stuff is going to be easier said than done. This is the stuff where it's easy to understand what you need to do, but it's hard to put it into practice by yourself, especially when you try practicing by implementing a few new rules, going against what you've been taught your whole life about how to think and act and look, it's going to be very easy to give up and fall back into your old ways and your old habits. And that's why you need help with this. And I want to remind you that it's okay to need help with this. This isn't something that you're taught. This isn't something that you're expected to be an expert at. And this isn't one of those things where you need to figure it out on your, all on your own, even though you feel the need to be able to solve your, all your own problems and DIY it and be a self-help healer without the help and the support, it's going to be so much harder and will only add to the frustration that you feel and the feelings you have of feeling like a disappointment or a failure. Okay. Because chronic pain does not play by the same rules. And that's why I put together my program, the chronic pain breakup method that has everything you need to not only learn these rules and start implementing them consistently, but also to get the additional guidance and support and accountability to really turn these new rules and these practices into habits that stick 
that allow you to have long lasting improvements in your pain and in your quality of life. So I'd love to have a chat with you to see if you'd be a good fit for the program for the chronic pain breakup method. And so that you can get clarity today to do that. You can set up a free clarity call with me so we can have that conversation. Okay. My friend, I am really hopeful that this makes sense to you. I want you to let me know if this is all making sense to you. So send me an email or a DM because chronic pain does not play by the same rules. So until you stop overdoing it, you're going to continue to feel like you're barely staying afloat, continually being beat to hell by the waves of overwhelm and overdoing. I want to thank you for listening in today. And that's all for now until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, Battling Chronic Pain with Neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning.